This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. If this episode sucks, there's no one to blame but yourself. Today, we cover listener-submitted cryptids. From Midwest folklore to tales from the South, we picked some of the creepiest, funnest, and saddest of the lot. We'll discuss their origins, the sightings, and how some of these communities embraced these enigmatic entities. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you thought cryptids weren't real, just a figment of some cryptozoologist imagination, stick around. Because tonight... Well, yeah, maybe they're not all real, but what's more delightful than a squonk? I mean, come on, a squonk? It's adorable. This is Necronomapod. guys earlier today i had no idea it was quite a surprise we're getting an expendables four and i have been throbbing ever since (laughs) i cannot wait for somebody who doesn't watch any movies i love the expendables franchise that sounds about right for as goofy as they are as ridiculous as they are big dudes big guns big explosions and they made expendables four rated r as it should be the last one was. I don't, I don't think I, I even I, watched the last one. I believe, one. I don't know if they all were, but mm. at least the last few were like PG-13. And the whole mm. trailer was like, you asked for it. We're bringing it back. Rated R. The goriest. The bloodiest. And it's just all this shitty CGI of blood. Yeah, right. But I can't fucking wait. September 22nd. I watched that. I've never seen any of them. No? Mm-mm. They're not good. They're No, they're not. <laughs> they're just like, uh, I don't know. Just... They're high in, high in, They're the nickelback of movies. High intensity, low IQ. You're you're not gonna sit there and be like this. This is boring. It's gonna be fun, but at the same time, you're like this will never win an award. I'm never gonna have to rewatch this. Though I will rewatch it. Um, that's fair. I like Dolph Lundgren though. I like watching. And he's in this. Dude. They Terry Crews. I don't think is in this one, and he's been in all the others. And it looks like the three big names that that are new for this one are Fifty Cent. Andy Garcia and Megan Fox. Really? Looks like Megan Fox and Jason Statham have a sex scene. Interesting. And I don't know which one turns me on more. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be awesome to watch. So what's, is it like a... They're like all former military, now like hired mercenaries that just go take out bad Is guys. it more of a comedy or is it like a serious plot? No, it's a, it's... Like an 80s action slash there's like funny 
banter between right, the guys. Okay. And yeah. it's yeah. what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like a scary movie. Like, oh. remember those stuff? Like, I no. thought it was like a straight up like okay. parody thing. It's not a parody. Well. Like, it, I mean, it, it takes it's. It's supposed to be one not could get a confused if one didn't know, realize like, what one was watching. Like, there is scenes where like they'll just start like reciting lines to each other from like their past movies. Oh, <laughs> like, good. yeah, something like like Arnold is Schwarzenegger's in one of them. And I think Sylvester Stallone's running away and, and Sylvester's like, I'll be back. And Arnold's like rolls his eyes. Like, of course you will. <laughs> okay. It's like, entertaining. Stuff like that. Like, it's real entertaining. Yeah. It's just, like I said, it's entertaining, but just like listening to Nickelback, you're not really upset when Nickelback's on, but then afterwards you're like, you feel kind of dirty about yourself. That's a fair assessment. September 22nd. I might be in the movie theaters watching that one. Oh, it's a movie theater. It least. says only in theaters, but then, you know, like two <laughs> weeks later, they're on like all the streaming. One no, day, pal. That's no a one, one day to stream. Come on. Yeah, no Stop one goes it. to see them two in theaters. Weeks. <laughs> two weeks. So you're saying September 23rd, it's streaming? What day is September 22nd? I probably I think a that's Friday? a Thursday or Friday. Oh, it's a Friday. It is a Friday. I think by the by... next weekend. Oh, yeah. By next Wednesday or Thursday, it'll be on streaming. Available now on Netflix. Absolutely. Speaking of PG thirteen, I watched the last Insidious movie. Any good the weekend? No, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I broke my no PG thirteen horror movie rule because yeah. I really kind of like those first couple of Insidious movies, but oh my god, it's so bad, just awful. Which what's the Insidious ones? It's with Patrick Wilson and his son, and they get taken to the what do they call the other place they go? Can't remember. This is the first one, or this new one. It's all of them. It's more or less the same. I don't. It's like astral projection stuff, and they go to the other. I they have a a term for the other place. I can't recall what they. I know for a fact I've seen the first one, but I have no recollection of that. And then I always forget the name of the one that I love with Ethan Hawke, where he's the writer. Sinister, which is so good. That's really so good. And then, but then the, the spinoffs or the, the sequels weren't any good. Mm, no, yeah, yeah. The that, first Sinister is real good. It's creepy as fuck. Oh yeah. So I don't recommend Insidious: The Red Door. <laughs> when did that come out? Just recently? I have no idea. I know sequels typically are usually don't live up to the originals, but when you start when you stop numbering them and start giving them new titles. Isn't that one that's like, it, it's Jump the Shark? Like, it's not Insidious 2 or Insidious 3. It's Insidious Red Door. Mm. I feel like that's when sequels are no good. When you're not even going to slap a 2 or a 3 or a 4 behind it. Because you want people to forget? Maybe. I like, I just feel, like, is there a good sequel <laughs> that has, like, one of those fancy names and isn't just, like, 2 or 3? Mm. I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street ones have those, like, tagline names, but they always still use the number yeah. as well. Or like maybe you guys like the Die Hard franchise, don't they not use the names? Mm-hmm. They don't. They did Die Hard two and three. Wasn't there one that was like Live Free Die Hard or yeah. something? Well, it's the same thing though. After a while, they stop counting when they're so fucking bad. They just yeah. give them. So that one is <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. It's, but was that the fourth one? I'm fourth not sure. or fifth? They were in Russia, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, so so maybe that does stay up. What was the yeah. second Human Centipede like? Final sequence, full sequence, or something? That was good. Yeah, it had a name. It had a gimmick name. <laughs> final Centipede, full sequence. <laughs> okay. Human Centipede two, full sequence, or was it- <laughs> something like that? <laughs> maybe that was the last one. Two was great. 
third one was terrible. Fast and the Furious the does one. that too, right? They've never had like a sequel. It's always been some kind of like too fast, too furious. Yeah, but they number it though. Do they? Oh, yeah. I think so. Don't they? Or do they, they play it into the name like Fast Five? Right. So it's it so that's maybe a smart way to go about doing it. Yeah. Because you're still throwing the number out there, but you're you're just putting in a, a, a little fun title. Or like what is it? Uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Was that like the second one or second third or one? third? Second or third, yeah. When Vin Diesel's like, oh, I made the first one. I'm going to go off and be a big movie star now. <laughs> Never coming back to this dumbass <laughs> thing. How's that work, pal? <laughs> yeah, what's he up to nowadays? He's making Fast and Furious 10. It just came out a couple months ago. All right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Has anybody ever seen any of his other movies? Like I, I couldn't even think of something he's in. Yeah, those pitch black movies were great. Is that a horror movie? Yeah, mm. on another planet. I loved them. I never saw those. Oh, they're really good. How many of those did they make? I think there were three of them, I want to say. Pitch Black, Even Darker was the second one? No, the sequels had his name, whatever his character name was, I think. Hmm. I don't remember. All right. I will say I'll give a pass to things like like Harry Potter, because those are named after the books, right? Like yeah. the sequels. Like I don't know if that really counts, because then you're just entitling them after the so books. You're excluding which, those I, from, I would, from your rule. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think you, you have to, right? Because it'd be weird if there was like Harry Potter 2. And you're like, no, that's Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. Anyways. Cryptids. What was the last cryptid we covered that wasn't a bonus show? I don't know. Mothman. Was Loch Ness Monster a Sunday one? Or is that? Yeah. Was so. it? Yeah. That was a while though too, right? Yeah, that has to be the last one then. We got to a point where we felt like we didn't have any big ones to cover that would take up a whole show, which led to us doing like a collection of them. Yeah, this was a good idea. I hope listeners, uh, we got a ton of submissions. Did you have fun picking through all of them? Were there some real stinkers in there that you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel that way about all of the cryptids. So it's just a matter of like, well, which one are you going to go with? Um, it was easy no, I didn't get to go through all of them because this was the first time. I kind of went with the ones that had the most requests. That's fair. Um, but I, so I have a note here just to mention, like we had over a hundred requests from these people get really excited about their uh, hometown yeah, cryptids. Yeah. Um, I saved every um, request we got so that we can, if we decide if this goes well and we want to do a part two or a part three, we can go back to those and use those. So if you don't, if listeners out there, if you don't hear your cryptid tonight, we only chose six of them. Um, you know, we we still might get to it. I'm going to mm. save all those, all right. and and maybe next time we don't even ask for a request. I just go back to the well that's we have all those ones sitting in. So that makes sense. Could we do maybe some sort of crossover show on Patreon between this and listener sex stories, where we replace some of the partners with cryptids? <laughs> that might be good. <laughs> What about listeners submit their own sex stories about like, oh, I'm really into fucking uh, the hodag. I want <laughs> that thing to come inside me. I'm going to write you guys a story. <laughs> the hodag took my anal virginity, part three. Yeah, I think that very much makes sense. I bet you somewhere on the internet someone has written a paranormal erotica about the hodag. Probably on all six we're going to cover tonight. Yeah, I for think. sure. Well, is rule 34 uh, in play? Tonight, is there cryptid porn out there? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Gotta be, right? <laughs> yeah.
So yeah, thank you everyone who submitted. Like I said, we really did get over a hundred and, uh, just, you know, for time's sake, we're only going with six tonight. And if you guys like it, let us know. Cause maybe we'll do another one in the future. We like, I love doing cryptids. Those are a fun little break from all the killing and the brutality and, and all that. So maybe this is the best way to do a moving forward since we don't have any big ones left that would fill a whole Sunday show. Yeah. I can't think of one that would fill a whole Sunday show that's left. I will say mm -hmm. we had a lot of requests for Donkey Man, but there was like the Texas Donkey Man, the Maryland Donkey Man, the Kentucky Donkey Man. I didn't choose that one because I felt like maybe with all those different states and legends and folklore and stories, that could potentially be its own show. So I put a pin in Donkey Man. It's probably just an urban legend sort of thing. All these dirty sluts get caught banging some dude and they tell their husband, oh, that was the donkey man attacked me. So there's one in every state. Donkey man. Oh, I had donkey man. Or at least he had a donkey sized dick. I don't know. Uh, he was also known as the Pope lick monster. Exactly. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He did a lot of licking with his uh, and donkey dick and down. So fear not if yours wasn't, uh, on today's schedule. Maybe we'll get to it in the future if you guys dig this stuff. So should we jump in? Yeah, I, this is I, a, you did this outline. I don't know if we said I that. Did. I did. Well, because I told you guys, when it, I think we had come up with the idea to do the um, listener suggestions, and I was like, eh, I'll monitor that. And then figured I'd just put the notes together, give you a uh, a break for once, and I'll read it. I'll do a, I'll do a narration. Hey, this is sexy, <laughs> sexy, and I'm gonna step in, take it over, Mike. I'm gonna read it now. Uh, I got strep throat. So, I forgot about Dave's Matthew McConaughey slash Ian Namapod impression. I'm sexy, Ian. <laughs> so, out of all of these, which any idea which state had the most submissions? That's probably a tough question. I was just curious. Yeah, I don't. If there was think a single top couple states that had a lot of cryptids that people were like, oh, our state's the best. I mean, in this one alone, we're going to mention Kentucky a couple times. Mm. Okay. And I feel like Kentucky's also a big one with like Bigfoot and stuff. So Kentucky's probably big on cryptids. That yeah, I feel like they might be a big one. Yeah, they have the goblins uh, down there. We talked about them before on Patreon. The goblins? Yeah, the down in the mine shafts down there. Oh, Or they yeah. could be yeah, aliens, maybe. Yeah, that's right. And that shit in... Uh, Somethingville, Hopkinsville yeah, that's thing. The goblins. Oh, that's the same thing. Mm -hmm. All right. All yeah. Right. They were all looking in the windows of those people's yeah. houses and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to cover quite a few different states today. Texas also, I think, one. We're, we're going to have one from Texas tonight. All right. There was the Texas Goat Man. It's also a big-ass state. They got a lot of time to make up shit down there. So <laughs> a lot of different areas to pull from. But I don't know. Off the top of my head, Kentucky <laughs> is the big one. All right. So. All right. Kick this one off with one we got uh, several requests for coming to, from our fine listeners in Wisconsin. And as we mentioned earlier, the hodag. Oh, hodag. I read that hoe bag. I'm like, there's <laughs> hoe bags in every state. <laughs> All right. Now I get it. Never mind. So this creature, according to legends, this creature was originally an ox that aided local lumberjacks by dragging the, the large logs that they cut out of the forest. When the ox died after years of hard work, it was reincarnated as the vicious hodag. They say that this transformation was the result of the ox's burning anger at being worked like a slave all its life. After it was transformed into a monster, it began disrupting the work of the local lumberjacks by killing their dogs and oxen. 
Sometimes it killed the lumberjacks themselves. More oxen were eventually transformed, and now the forests of Rhinelander, Wisconsin, are crawling with the restless spirits of angry work animals. I think I sent you guys another file with all the pictures, so yeah. that you guys see all those. And this one's a, an interesting little fellow. Oh yeah, I got to open that up while we're doing this. Well, uh, and we'll post the pictures, and you know, throughout the week on our social media, so you guys can see all of them. There's some real good ones and some real duds. Kind of reminds me of um, like a Komodo dragon type body. It's like a little short, stocky thing, yeah, kind of. Like a lizard body. <laughs> yeah. That thing's awesome. <laughs> so the description of the hodag is terrifying. It's the head of a frog. And these are like loose, you know, translations of it. The head of a frog, the face of an elephant, the back of a dinosaur, huge claws, and a long tail tipped with spears. It has terrifying green eyes and large horns. Most accounts say that its thick and muscular body is 7 feet long, 30 inches tall, and weighs about 200 pounds. It's said any creature who gets too close to the monster, such as mud turtles, water snakes, oxen, and humans, become a quick meal for the beast. However, white bulldogs have always been its preferred dinner of choice. Is that easy to find? In Wisconsin? I don't know. Like, Why white? Like, how did that start? I'm white bulldog hunting for a tasty <laughs> treat tonight. Was, was Wisconsin, like, big rivals with Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs? And like, oh, we're going to stick it to these motherfuckers. <laughs> it's very specific. White bulldogs. Interesting. If you're, if you're a brown bulldog, you're safe, probably. Some say that the creature can breathe fire and that you'll know it's coming by its pungent smell, described as a mixture of buzzards and skunks. Buzzards and skunks? What the fuck does a buzzard smell like? Has <laughs> anyone been... Cl- like, how do you even get close to a buzzard? Those are big, nasty birds. I wouldn't get close to one. Well, because they pick at, at dead animals? Is that why the buzzards smell? Maybe. Mm. Like, if you see buzzards and vultures, I'm going the fucking opposite exactly. way. Yeah, this this picture sure. looked like somebody just had was learning photoshop and it's like oh, let me take a picture a piece of this so, a piece of this a piece of this we're gonna get to it in a minute <laughs> i think this is the this is a photo of the thing eugene shepherd built when he was kayfabing people okay and i think that's that we'll get sense. to this we'll get to it in a minute but i based on the photos i saw that like there's a because there's the the photo oh, we'll get to it we'll get to it that being said, apparently the hodag does have a weakness. Lemons. It's said that just two lemons can fend off an entire herd of hodags, and the increased use of lemons in cooking today is the reason why hodags are so rare. Lemons. Logical explanation for there, everything. There's always some random weakness <laughs> that they right. have. <laughs> it's kryptonite. lemons. <laughs> lemons. <laughs> In 1893, a Rhinelander newspaper published a story claiming that the hodag had been spotted nearby. In response, a local land surveyor named Eugene Shepard gathered a group of men to hunt the dangerous creature. They took along hunting dogs, rifles, and squirt guns filled with poison water. (laughs) If only they had lemon juice. (laughs) According to their story, after they found the monster, they had to resort to using dynamite to kill it. They later provided photographs of the creature's charred remains. More than char. <laughs> Ever seen that whale video from Oregon where they had to dynamite the whale off of the beach? Mm-mm. It yeah. just exploded. Yeah. <laughs> Not charred. It's disintegrated. You guys would have been standing there with your fucking chopsticks waiting to just eat that sushi as soon as it blew up. <laughs> Probably not wrong. <laughs> the photographs they took aren't clear, but they were enough to start a cryptid hunting mania in the area. 
Many locals began taking to the woods, hoping to catch a glimpse of the mysterious creature. However, it wasn't until 1896, three years later, that the monster once again made an appearance, thanks to Eugene Shepard. In 1896, Shepard claimed to have captured another Hodak. <laughs> this time, he's the only guy. He caught two of them. <laughs> what are the odds of... Some people go their whole lives without catching one Hodak. This motherfucker caught two. That's like one in a quintillion. Some football teams go their whole lives without winning Super Bowls. Tom's got five. <laughs> or is it six? I lost count. Seven. Seven. Oh, yeah, seven altogether. Seven. Oh, with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Seven. I'm, I apologize to Mr. Brady. <laughs> that was not fair to him, his legacy, and his career. I'll issue a, a written apology later this week. Shepard claimed that with the help of several bear wrestlers, he had knocked the creature unconscious using a rag soaked in chloroform at the end of a long stick. They had extended the stick into the creature's cave and then dragged it out when it was unconscious. Shepard displayed the monster at the first Oneida County Fair, where thousands of people came to view the monster in a dark tent. Hmm. He was using the old college mic technique for capturing. I didn't know nope. it worked on cryptids. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Come on, pal, there's Halcyon. <laughs> However... When scientists from Washington, D.C., and they were actually from the Smithsonian, wanted to come and inspect the specimen, Shepard had to admit that it was all a hoax. (laughs) He had said he made a sculpture from wood and used wires to make it move. He purposely kept the viewing area dark to make it difficult for viewers to realize that what they were looking at was fake. And I believe this is the photo you guys have. Yeah, that would be tough to look at and not realize it was (laughs) fake. I, I, I get it. That's better than abusing a kangaroo with a stick, right? It's true. That guy kept the room dark, too, so nobody could really see. The Jersey Devil fake guy? Fucking tape some wings onto its back. So I didn't didn't put this in the notes, but I had saw that, like, at one point, like, he would make a whole show of this, Shepard, and he would act like, no, guys, you're getting the thing upset. Stop. Now I have to go calm him down. And he would, like, run behind a curtain, and there would be noise that would play that made the Hodeg sound like it was angry, and he would change into ripped clothing and then run back out like the Hodeg had attacked him. That's pretty cool. Like, he was really into this stuff. People were probably all shocked and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Even after his admission... Other locals claim to have spotted the hodag as the years went by. The most common stories come from fishermen who claim that the monster sneaks up on their boats and steals away their best catches. The town has become famous for its monster sightings, and cryptid hunters travel to Rhinelander from all over hoping to catch a glimpse of this mysterious creature. Wait, so it can swim too? It swims up to their boats and steals their fish? Guess so, if it's just going around. As recent as the early 2000s, there have been reports of the hodag. In the 2013 series America's Monsters, nature artist Rod Umloth described his snowy encounter with a whole herd of hodags a decade earlier. Umloth had been snowshoeing through the frozen forests of Rhinelander one winter. That evening, he came to the top of a hill that looked out over a clearing. There, gathered around some dead tree stumps sticking up from the snow, he saw multiple horned, hairy hodags. Right, he's up in the ante here. He's seen a whole pack of them. A whole pack pack of hodags all right umloff what do you got buddy <laughs> oh, that, that was really it oh that's all he had that's all he had he didn't no. take a picture or anything no of course not. that sounds fun huh snowshoeing out in the winter in the forest how do i how do i sign up to do that that's one of my hobbies <laughs> the hodag became the official symbol of rylander wisconsin and it sounds like this thing is just plastered everywhere it's the mascot of rylander high school 
lends its names to numerous Rhinelander area businesses and organizations. The Hodak also lends its name and image to the Hodak County Festival. And the city of Rhinelander's website calls Rhinelander, quote, the home of the Hodag. A larger-than-life fiberglass sculpture of the Hodag created by a local artist is on display at the Rhinelander Cherry, uh, Area Chamber of Com- Commerce, where it draws thousands of visitors each year. This almost sounds like the uh, Mothman statue. It does, yeah. yeah. Like it's the whole town's personality. It really sounds like it, mm. yeah. yeah. Like Point Pleasant. I mm. wonder if there's there's got to be a Hodag beer out there. Wisconsin, you know, they have they're making all that beer. They, they and all, cheese, too. Yeah. Hodag cheese. For sure that exists. Yeah. <laughs> I would try both the cheese and the beer at the same time. Yeah. hundred percent. Listen, all you Rhinelanders out there, send us some cheese and beer. But get this. The Hodag became so popular that in 2016, locals began a campaign to get the creature elected president. <laughs> Might not have been the worst option that year. The cryptid never made an in-person appearance during the unsuccessful campaign, but its campaign managers publicized the run with promises to build a better downtown area in Rhinelander and to, quote, make vacations great again. It did not win. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I might have voted for it. I might have voted for it had I had the chance. Fun fact, the Hodag appears as one of the monsters from the Harry Potter franchise. Do people vacation in Rhinelander, Wisconsin? Maybe if you're going to just, uh, you know, driving through. Oh, we can go see the Hodag statue, honey. Yeah. Maybe to do that snowshoeing stuff. Yeah. Cool. Is that like the tennis racket shoe things? <laughs> yes. That sounds awful. That's like cross-country s- s- skiing, which is horrible. Yeah, I don't understand why you would do that. Like, I wouldn't even go hiking, let alone hiking in snow. That doesn't sound fun at all. No. Your legs are going to be so tired. And you might see Hodags. You don't want that. Wisconsin. I don't think I've ever been to Wisconsin. No? I don't think so. I think I've been through it. I have 13 states left to hit before I get all 50. I don't think I've ever been to Wisconsin. I've never tracked where I'm at with the state thing. Well, anyways. So that's the Hodag. Hmm. Multiple submissions from Wisconsin, I'm going to assume, on the Hodag. I would imagine like said, so. Yeah. I didn't really stick like to looking to be like, oh, is this person from Wisconsin? Otherwise, this doesn't count. Yeah, if people true. just sent us something, I that's was true. like, you know, I don't care where you're from if you want us to talk about it. Um, but other do people outside of Wisconsin really know what the fuck yeah. a hodag is? Exactly. So here we are. All right. Well, irrefutable evidence, right? <laughs> this thing exists. It's out there. How can you refute that? I mean. <laughs> This picture is phenomenal. (laughs) For our next cryptid, let's take a little trip to the land of our eighth president, Martin Van Buren. And this is in Kinderhook, New York. Good president? Bad president? Not very good president. Bottom of the list, right? He's near the bottom. He's not great. You know what movie doesn't make him look very good? Amistad. Have you seen that movie? About the African slave trade? Yeah, and all that. Off the ship? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, I know that's where they sue him. It's about the lawsuit, right? Yeah, I can't remember the specifics of the movie, but I remember it's been a long time since I've seen it. Thinking like, man, Martin Van Buren was kind of a piece of shit. Mm. Vice president under Andrew Jackson. All right, was elected probably on Andrew Jackson's coat uh, tails. Who was okay. a popular president at the time. Dating back to the 1960s, though, there are no less than eight alleged eyewitnesses to a floating, mysterious, blob-like creature that was said to be so terrifying, even armed men ran from it, fearing for their lives. 
I don't know about scary. That picture. Did you guys pull up the picture? And that's like, there's not great photos. This thing looks like the marshmallow man. Yeah. Just like peeking just, out behind a tree. Yeah. Like, you want to give him a hug? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about terrifying. Like, hey, what's up, bud? That's not what comes to mind. It's no. almost like, like I just want to give him Stay a puff hug. Marshmallow Man or something or Casper. Like this thing almost when you like you read about it sounds like it could have been like a ghost or some kind of entity like that. Mm. But they describe it more as a blob than like the white sheet type ghost. Yeah. The blob is said to be somewhere between amorphous and bell shaped. It's white, has no distinguishing features and no distinguishable face. Rather than walk, it floats without touching the ground. Across the sightings, there doesn't seem to be a uniform size to the creature, with one witness claiming it was as tall as seven feet and others claiming it was only a few feet in height. This could insinuate that there may be one more than one of these things floating around Kinderhook. Seven feet would be a little scary. Seven-foot blob is scary. It, it's a little scary. And like you, like, but if it's amorphous, maybe it gets taller and wider, and that's why some people see it taller, some see it shorter. Right. If it's that little guy looking behind the tree, it's not so scary. Also, like, can you see through it? Is it is it literally just like a giant marshmallow coming at you? Yeah, is it kind of translucent? It doesn't really say. Right. Hmm. Like, imagine if it was like a big-ass seven-foot like marshmallow-looking thing. That's a little creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, first, the, the first report of the Kinderhook Blob from 1962 comes from a 10-year-old boy named Bruce Hallenbach and his 7-year-old cousin, Chari. According to Hallenbach, he and his cousin were walking the woods when they saw the creature. Quote, when I was 10 years old in 1962, I was up in the woods behind our house with my cousin, who was then age 7. We both heard this really high-pitched whistle noise. They looked for the source of the sound, and Hallenbach described, quote, a white object peering at me from behind a nearby pine tree. I think that's where we get that photo from. So more like a cloud than translucent, white. Yeah, but not, so they not just see through. So they got afraid of fog. They're afraid of fog. That um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah. Uh, Hallenbach would later clarify his the statement with quote I say peering, but in fact it had no eyes that I could see. The two children ran back to Hallenbach's home. Bruce Hallenbach would eventually go on to publish a book about his experience with the blob. For two years after the sighting, all was quiet, but then an unnamed man was hiking through the woods when he saw a big white blob floating toward him. It terrified him so much that he jumped over a pond measuring six feet across. He eventually mustered up the courage to return to the scene with his skeptical friend, armed with shovels and pitchforks, ready to confront the entity. The friend suddenly turned white as a sheet. He silently pointed ahead to a white shape, which was hovering through the trees. They both lost courage dropped their weapons, and ran away. Pussies. <laughs> Some say the third encounter was in 1964, others in 1978. Either way, the, run -in, the next run-in that we know of with the Beast was with Barry Scott and Russell Lee, who were both 14 at the time. According to them, the first sign something was out of the ordinary was the tramping they heard outside of their tent, meaning they heard something walking loudly. How something can both float and tramp is a little bit of a mystery. But, you know, <laughs> just go with it. Let's not nitpick here. The men peeked outside the tent and saw an entity almost identical to the other reports. This time, however, they described it as looking more like a ghost than a blob. 
Both agree it floated more than it walked, but Barry described it as bell-shaped and Russell as the Virgin Mary. Mm, that took a turn. Yeah. Virgin Mary loved things that were bell-shaped. That's what Joseph said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is some quite a, quite a cryptid story you got here. Well, thank you, New York. <laughs> the most recent encounter was in 2017 when town locals Owen Farley and Anthony Malinowski witnessed the blob on a late-night walk. According to them, before the sighting, the temperature dropped and there was a loud, high-pitched screech. The figure, described as a white blob around seven feet tall, appeared from the woods and floated toward them at a high speed, causing the two mm. to run away. And that's the Kinderhook blob. Seems like some sort of weather phenomenon, in my humble opinion. I will say, of all of the ones we're going to discuss tonight, this is the one that it's... They got me because of the name, and then that was far better than the actual story. <laughs> the Kinderhook Blob sounds a lot cooler mm -hmm. than the story actually was. I thought maybe it was the inspiration for the movie, The Blob, but I looked it up. It was not. So what was the inspiration? So I don't remember, but that was so like more an like an Ithaca Blob, <laughs> Syracuse Blob, a Rochester more just like Blob. A blob floating, not, not, not floating like this, kind of a different... Different type of blob, Mike. Like a like a goo blob. A goo blob, right? yeah. yeah. A goo blob. <laughs> Speaking of New York, when are we going to get at those uh, garbage? What is it, garbage plates? Yeah. We need those. Rochester, right? Rochester. Although last time, though, we found that restaurant and I read about it. Was that on a Sunday show or a Patreon show? What did you read? Remember I read about like what this, the, I Googled whatever the garbage plate and read what was on it from whatever yeah. local restaurant. We got corrected And people that. were like, oh, fuck you assholes. That's <laughs> not a garbage plate. That place does it wrong. Like, Sorry, we don't know. We're not experts in garbage plates. I believe I remember recall seeing an email a couple days ago from someone in Rochester inviting us for beers and the original garbage plate restaurant if we ever make it up to Rochester. But is that one of those like Philadelphia cheesesteak things like where there's like seven original places and you're Probably. like, well, what the fuck one do you go to? Probably. It's contested. Mm. Maybe mm. in Rochester it's not. We don't know, though. Maybe they all acknowledge one place. Maybe. If it's fucking Roman Reigns, they acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nerdy joke to make. <laughs> He's like, hey, wrestling joke. <laughs> I hope all three people got that. <laughs> Me and one other person. Yeah, right. Ian's one of them. He <laughs> 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 just laughed himself into a gag. It choked on my whiskey. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not impressed by the blob. Eh. I'd like to see it, though. I mean, I would I'd like, like to, to see walk in the forest and see some fucking seven foot tall white blob come at me. I want a hodag to be real too. Yeah. I want that thing out there pissing off fishermen. Can you imagine if you were like a hunter and you had like a hodag head on your wall? <laughs> or the or the or the, <laughs> two? the faceless head of a blob on your wall? Right. <laughs> like what's that? Like fucking blob. What does it look like, asshole? <laughs> Killed the blob. You think there's more than one Kinderhook blob? I think it's a singular entity. Remember, they said because of the different shapes, they they might. Some people believe there's multiple, even though it could just. But they know, also said it's around. amorphous. Right, yeah, it might right. be the same thing. Yeah. I don't mm. think people in New York know what amorphous means. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help that. What if it was real though? What if it was like a interdimensional thing? Mm. Like there's a dimension out there somewhere where there's just white blobs floating around. 
And maybe they're bashful. That's why this thing was just like peeking from around the tree. And it just slipped through. See, that idea of thought is what makes all of this plausible. Yeah. Because when you think about aliens, they're not going to look anything like that you could picture in your mind. It's going to be completely something you're not going to recognize from what I've always read. For the most part, yeah. I mean, unless the grays are real. But, yeah, if the grays aren't real, then, yeah, it's going to be something completely different. Mm. It might not even be, it might even stand on two feet. It could be anything. Yeah. Like, what if that blob is really fucking smart? And it's coming to bestow the knowledge upon you to cure cancer. And, you, know, and you, you run away. Yeah. Blob, I'm scared. I'm a big pussy. I'm going to go get a garbage plate and cry myself to sleep. Because I'm a little bitch from New York. So I really took it to New York. I apologize. I was just so excited about the Kinderhook Blob when I saw the name. And it left a little to be desired. That's the new uh, cryptid New York now. The Kinderhook Pussy. <laughs> I'm scared of a blob. <laughs> we just pissed off everybody who lives in New York City. That's going to be fun when we go there. Where is Kinderhook? I don't know, actually. I think it's like north of the city. Could do a live Google. Couple, couple counties north, like north of Westchester, somewhere up there. Maybe. So you're saying eastern New York more? like? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think. Yeah, I think it's about right. Yeah, a few counties up. Eastern, it's on the eastern border. Mm. Old Kinderhook. <laughs> <laughs> you scared me, make me pee my pants. Kinderhook blob. All right, well, maybe this one's cool. Maybe I'm reconsidering as I sit here thinking about how fun it would be to see a blob like that yeah, I mean, coming out of the forest. It'd be cool me. to have a cryptid that wasn't scary. They'd just yeah. be like a, a fun little, like, it's your cryptid buddy. Yeah. The like, kinder, the blob. Like we had him in, in the studio here. He's just floating in the corner over there. Just hanging out. Just yeah. give him a nod every now and then. <laughs> right. I mean, he can't look at you. There's no face. Yeah. It's just literally a, a blob. You don't know if he's looking at you or not. All right. We'll call him KB. Kinderhook yeah. blob. He's still more useful than fucking Declan. <laughs> <laughs> Necronomapod is sponsored by BetterHelp. Remember when you graduated from high school or lost your job or just got out of a long-term relationship? Did you feel like your life was at an impasse? What did you do to assure yourself you were on the right path? Sometimes we're faced with crossroads in life and we don't know which path to take next. Maybe you're thinking about a career change or feeling like your relationship needs a little TLC. Whatever it might be, therapy can help. Therapy can be beneficial in helping us learn about ourselves, which in turn gives us the tools to help guide us through our decision-making and helps you choose your destination when you come to that crossroad. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And with that extra confidence, nothing can hold you back. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Necro today and get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Necro. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, 
Priceline. All right. The next one is probably the scariest one we're going to cover tonight. And if you guys look at that picture, too, that is a terrifying fucking cryptid. Now, this is the only one I'm, I am was familiar with on all of these. This was another one like Hodag that we had quite a few submissions for. This is the Boo Hag. I've read about this before. A boo hag is a mythical creature in the folklore of the Gullah culture, which is the name given to certain aspects of African-American culture in the southern United States. And the legend of, boo ha- boo- of the boo hag seems to be the most common in the Carolinas. I saw North, South Carolina, Georgia, Louisiana were kind of where this okay. one is, is, is bigger. Boo hags tend to appear and attack at night by sitting on their victim's chests. Boo hags are skinless, bloody-looking creatures with long fingernails and glowing eyes, but are also able to disguise themselves as human. Some people believe, actually, that boo hags can disguise themselves as old women, and people will argue that the legend the boo hag comes from the, the legend, the mythical hag, the old lady. Um, this is kind of tied in with that. Mm. Um, in some stories, they're considered witches that can shed their own skin. Uh, their method of attack reminds many people of vampires and that they gain sustenance from humans, but instead of drinking blood, boo hags steal their victim's breath. When a boo hag finally finds a suitable victim, they enter the home through a small crack or hole. They do this by turning themselves into a mist. Then they will locate the victim within the house and perch on, on the chest on their chest, stealing their breath. This process is called riding. You bet your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if a girl wants to sit on my face and steal my breath <laughs> and ride that, fine, let's go ahead. It's open borders over here. Open borders. <laughs> boo hags need not apply. You're not welcome on my face. When a boo hag is riding, their victim is put into a dreamlike state. This seems this whole story seems very similar to like the sleep paralysis and the uh, the shadow people and the whole sitting on the chest thing. Or the cat that the kitty cat's supposed to sit on and suck your breath out. Yeah, we covered... Is that uh, sleep paralysis? What's that one? I don't remember the cat. Don't they say things about cats sitting on you and sucking your breath out of newborn babies or I something? would not is be surprised because it's a fucking cat. <laughs> Am I making this up? No, that sounds right. the babies, that sounds right. Fuck that. I didn't know this. Uh, Do you ever think about that, Ian? Like if you wake up in the middle of the night, don't... Didn't one of your cats used to like always be on on top of you? Or my cat that I have now, yeah, he sleeps with like he sleeps right under my neck. See, ah, on your chest, taking your life away every night, a little bit. That's how he got strep throat, sucked his breath out, turned him into sexy Ian. <laughs> hey, kitty cat, once you stop sucking my breath out, turning me into sexy Ian. That is terrible. I didn't know that. I don't remember we ever dis- uh, us ever discussing that. Right? Yeah, it's just like some old folklore about cats. Wives' tale, like the cats sitting on your baby and sucking their breath out. That's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But we did cover the the phenomenon of the old hag, I think, in our sleep paralysis episode. We may have. Just like overall of culture, uh you know. uh She would, I think, she would hover over you for a while, Mm -hmm. right? And then put you in that dreamlike state. Yeah. I think is what I had read when doing this Mm. one. But so this is kind of based off that, except these, like they said, they shed their skin and they're just like bloody looking creature, almost like witches with no skin. Yeah. Yeah. This one ramps up yeah. quite a bit compared to the other old hags across. Oh, for world. sure. So when the boo hag is riding, the, is doing their riding, if the victim doesn't struggle, the boo hag will often let them live. People who have survived the riding of a boo hag often wake up breathless and tired. 
If the victim struggles, the boohag could kill them. After they kill someone, they will steal their skin and wear it like a suit to blend in with other humans. Yeah. <laughs> Another similarity between vampires and boohags is that boohags have to return to their original form by dawn or be stuck skinless for eternity. Nobody wants that. Has anyone made a boohag movie? Even the name boohag, um, like I would go see that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, yes, yeah, someone probably has made probably a Probably like Korea or something. Like Korea There's definitely or... been some. All right. Does the boohag have to be invited in like a vampire? I did not or say anything about that. They just sneak in the that. crack as mist. Yeah, I, right. I just saw that they they sneak in their, themselves. No in. invitation needed. Yeah. Another thing about boohags, and this is one of those silly things, they're obsessive about numbers. So if you place a broom, a hairbrush, or even a kitchen colander next to your bed, they won't be able to focus on anything else, and they have until they have counted every last straw on the broom, hair on the brush, or hole in the colander. I also heard that people will put brooms outside their doors, front doors, because that way then it won't even come in. Interesting. Which is a lot smarter than putting it next to your bed. Why haven't <laughs> let the fucking thing in your house? Right. Um, there's also a theory that boohex can't count beyond the number six. So by leaving an item with a lot of things on it to count, they'll get stuck and have to keep starting over again. <laughs> and thus the person can be saved because the boohex would be so distracted that dawn will come and they have to get home. You're Smart. Safe. Yeah. And that is the boo hack. I didn't really find any good or, I mean, none of it's really credible, but somewhat credible stories of boo hags. But I think people are sleeping, mm. right? You're in a dreamlike state. You wouldn't fucking know. Maybe in my time of having sleep paralysis, I was had by a boo hag. She rode you. <laughs> you got ridden by the boo hag. Mm. Maybe I was in such a dreamlike state that I thought I was awake having sleep paralysis, but I was actually asleep. Mm. And I didn't. That's why I didn't see the thing on my chest. Mm. Do you ever come from riding on the, the, the bag riding on you? They ever <laughs> suck your semen out? Can't say I've not had that. semen suckers, right? Many experiences with it, but I I, uh. I don't recall having any wet dreams. If that's what you're asking, <laughs> I do not recall that. I've not had any boo hag wet dreams. That's when you, when you come up with a cryptid that makes people have wet dreams. <laughs> That'd be a good one. <laughs> oh. The Medina monster makes you come in your sleep. <laughs> That's not bad. Let me write that down. <laughs> uh, what is it? Wikipedia. <laughs> he's he's looks almost human like, but all ten fingers are dildo ish. <laughs> they vibrate, or they 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 can grip a a a, a dangle. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Coming next week, there's going to be an ad <laughs> <Right>. for this. <laughs> be on the look. It's a be on the lookout. <laughs> Keep your kids, your family safe. It's like a Tim Misney ad. Have you been attacked by the Medina monster? <laughs> <laughs> we'll make them pay. Oh, God. It's now time for the most requested cryptid we received over the last month. Hear me out on this one. This cryptid doesn't attack. It isn't mean. It isn't terrifying in the slightest. It's simply sad. It cries constantly because of how ugly it is. The squonk is a pig-like critter supposedly living in the forests of northern Pennsylvania. In fact, it's Pennsylvania's state cryptid. Legends of squonks originated in the late 19th century at the height of Pennsylvania's importance in the timber and hunting industry. The only dangerous aspect of the squonk is that its misery is said to be contagious. 
The earliest known written account of squonks comes from a 1910 book by William T. Cox called Fearsome Creatures of the Lumber Woods with a few desert and mountain beasts. Legend has it that the squonk's skin is ill-fitting and is covered with warts and boils. It's also said to have webbing on its left foot. Because it's ashamed of its appearance, it hides from plain sight and spends most of its time weeping. <laughs> squonks are active only during the twilight hours, returning to their homes before moonrise so they can avoid catching a glimpse of their reflection in a moonlit body of water in an event that will often bring the squonk to tears. I thought these were just called Steelers fans. I didn't know there was a special <laughs> name for them. The squonk. <laughs> Have you seen Steelers fans? They look like squonks. <laughs> this looks like every person I've ever seen in the Steelers game, so I don't know. One of the requests we got for the squonk sent a picture and was like, just so you know, this looks like foreskin. And it's a photo I, I gave you guys, and it 100% looks like foreskin. <laughs> We'll post that picture. Just put a Roethlisberger jersey on that <laughs> fucking thing. It'll be right there. Yeah, that picture is something else. It's just a sad little thing. <laughs> I'm a squonk. He does look like foreskin. And then when, when after you said that, like I didn't realize, I looked at the picture first before reading the notes, and I saw like the, all the white stuff on the ground. I'm like, kind of does look like he's just standing <laughs> in a puddle of calm. It's really weird looking. Those are just his tears, pal. He's a very sad little creature. <laughs> Hunters who have tried catching squonks have found out that the creature is capable of dissolving completely into a pool of tears and bubbles when cornered or frightened. A man named J.P. Wentling supposedly coaxed a squonk into a bag, of which when he carried it home, it suddenly felt lighter. Upon further inspection, he found that all that was left in the bag was the liquid remains of the sad beast. They just turned themselves into their own tears. <laughs> I'm a Steelers fan. <laughs> Each year, Johnstown, Pennsylvania holds Squonkapalooza, a celebration of all things squonk. Incidentally, this year's Squonkapalooza was held on August 26th, as the day prior to this episode being released. So if you're one of our $10 patrons and you're hearing this early, get out to uh, uh, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Go to Squonkapalooza. What, what, what? <laughs> I'd go to Squonkapalooza. I would absolutely go to Squonkapalooza. That would be fun. You think they got fair food there? 100%. Fried bologna sandwiches? Mm. Now you're talking. <laughs> Dave's like, oh, I was kidding before, but now, now we're going. Yeah, that was the yeah. most. There wasn't a ton out there about the squonk, but that Squonk's was the most requested cryptid we got. I think there was like six or seven different requests for it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he is really ugly. Yeah, poor squonk. Yeah, I feel bad for him. I would invite him in. I put towels over all the mirrors so he didn't have to look at himself. I get it. Here's my challenge to the listeners out there. I want to see your squonk tattoo. <laughs> And if you don't have one, I'm challenging you. <laughs> Go get a squonk tattoo and send it to us. What do they get for doing that? I'll sign. I'll sign a sticker and send it to them. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are in on this. I'll send them a T-shirt if you get a legit squonk tattoo. First person that sends it, though, I'm not sending it to fucking everybody. I will send. We'll send you a, a signed sticker and a T-shirt of your choice. Mm. That's fair, right? A squonk tattoo they're going to put on their body. It's fair. Will you guys sign the sticker with me? Will you go in on that? Yes. Boom. It's settled. Sure. A signed sticker <laughs> and a t-shirt 
first person that sends us uh, their squonk tattoo. If you already have one, you, mm. send it to us. Let's see it. Attention, Sarah. Uh, look, look in your DMs for a picture of the squonk. I got the chloroform for money here. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go with tramp stamp placement. So get ready. We'll be pulling, we'll be bringing them in the shop. It's gonna be funny when she has to cancel an appointment with Ian. She's like, no, somebody paid me all this money to give him a squonk tattoo. <laughs> He's just sleepy. Don't worry. He'll wake up. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the squonk, the legend of the squonk. This is 100% something I want to be real. I want this thing to exist. And just it has to be. Lays there crying. Poor guy. Just needs a hug or something. How do you look for him, though? Is there anything we could entice the squonk with? Not a mirror. Definitely not a mirror. Oh, mm. Darkness, maybe? <laughs> we'll come around in the dark. Uh, J.P. Wentling coaxed him into a bag. I don't know how. It was incidentally not published how he did that. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. All right. All right. This one's for you, Squonk. <laughs> <laughs> From Pennsylvania, let's cross over the state border into Ohio. A little local action. How about that? Yeah. It's the heart of it all, Ohio. Some say. Some say. <laughs> The Octoman is a cryptid that is described as a quasi-humanoid cephalopod. It has a hulking body, palish gray skin, and four tentacle-like arms. It's also described as having rolls of fat, like most Ohioans. <laughs> That's what I had written down. Did you? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Octoman was reportedly seen by at least five people on the shores of the Ohio River over the course of a few nights in January of 1959. The story of the Octoman sightings were published in, the, in an article in the Cincinnati Post and Times Star titled, What Is It? Monster Churns Up the Ohio. Beneath it, the equally intriguing subheading read, Anyone Missing an Indescribable Monster That Swims? Octoman was first reported to Ohio's Claremont County and New Richmond police by an unnamed man who claimed that there, something came out of the river approximately four miles from New Richmond. According to the spooked eyewitness, the alien life form he saw was utterly indescribable. Mm. Can you guys do Jim Ross saying that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> the last sentence? Indescribable. It's funny. It is utterly indescribable. <laughs> With God as my witness, that is an Octo Man! Octo Man! Octo Man! Outstanding. Sassafras. Needless to say, police didn't take this anonymous report very seriously. But they changed their tune when a second concerned caller, this time a truck driver en route to in Indianapolis, phoned from a gas station near a bridge on the Little Miami River. The trucker claimed that as he drove from Mount Washington, Ohio, towards Cincinnati, he had spied an unclassified entity unlike anything he had ever seen. Quote, it came up out of the water. I can't describe it, and I've never seen anything like it before. All I want to do is get out of here and go on to Indianapolis. It's the first time anyone's ever said that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> After that, and even a few more eyewitness calls, police decided to investigate, but still didn't really take the reports too seriously. Strangely, though, all the streetlights in the areas where the Octoman was reported to have been seen, different locations along the Ohio River, mind you, went out. Hmm. Strangely or coincidentally? Mm, I don't know, man. Strangely. Strangely. <laughs> 
The police tended to think that if these callers really had seen something, perhaps maybe it was a person involved in a car crash trying to sneak seek help, not a monster. Like maybe the person was in a wreck, <laughs> fell in some mud, and was trying to get to a car to stop for help. <laughs> help me! <laughs> People are just fucking running away. <laughs> I'm not a mud person. <laughs> I think she was she was yelling. My Mrs. Hildebrand from the bank. Oh. I drove my car into the river. Mike hasn't called me back. It's been a terrible night. You take me down to the bank to get a change of clothes. She lives at the bank. <laughs> Left my purse in the vault. <laughs> <clears throat> they also assumed that if it was a car crash, it perhaps took out a light pole and that caused some of the streetlights to go out. However, the police were not able to find any crash sites to confirm their theory. And never mind the fact that the streetlights were out in different areas all along the Ohio River. <laughs> One witness who called the police was described by the Cincinnati Post and Time Star as a scientist. He stated, quote, it was a it was large, not a cat or dog. It leaped in front of my car on two legs and was taller than the auto. When I looked back in my mirror, it was moving along the bridge rail. It was three or four times the size of a man and much bulkier. I have an eye and mind for dimensions, and this thing was huge. You can't just make up lies about people. <laughs> Described as a scientist. Yeah. That's all I put, like, a scientist. That's so stupid. <laughs> I read a biology book in ninth grade when I was a freshman. I'm a scientist. I did a scientism. <laughs> I had a chemistry set when I was eight. I'm a scientist. <laughs> he he writes me. He's like, no, bitch. I said I'm a Scientologist. I also believe in aliens that bring you up and you get points and all that shit. Ask Tom Cruise. He'll tell you. Now audit my cock. Yeah. <laughs> and don't ask Leah Remini. <laughs> a, a woman claimed to have seen Octoman in a creek near the Fort Thomas pumping station near the Ohio River in Kentucky. She was the first witness to compare the creature to an octopus, saying, quote, it was like an octopus. It came up, then moved down. I don't know how going up and then down just means octopus, but that was her report. Another lady in Covington, Kentucky, saw the monster and described it as, quote, strange grayish creature with a lopsided chest, ugly tentacles, and rolls of fat running horizontally over a bald head. However, her story wasn't officially published until 20 years after the sighting. They silenced her. Perhaps she Why? had too good of a sighting. She gives us the most accurate description. And all uh, artwork of the Octoman since kind of is her, um, from her viewpoint of what she saw. Except the lopsided chest. I don't really know what that means. Does that mean like, like one, one titty bigger than the other? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Like, does one stick out further than the other? Or is it a sure. sagging thing? Mm. Like, is he walking with his shoulder all leaned back or something? Yeah. Maybe he's amorphous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not see that. Perhaps. After just a few days, the police said the phone calls had ceased and that, quote, the monster has left town. But that statement may have been a little premature. Just like your ejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> In, 1980, in the 1982's Bigfoot casebook, authors Janet and Colin Board report that a motorist by the name of George Wagner claimed to have seen a huge two-legged creature walking on a bridge over the Ohio River sometime in February of 1959 near Covington, Kentucky. This would have been about a month after the initial sightings occurred. Hmm. Perhaps he just was moving south into Kentucky. Where he belongs. 
where he belongs. I think he left something out of this story, though. There was no reports of police blindly shooting at this cryptid <laughs> as he was just walking along minding his own business. And that's for true. an Ohio cryptid story, that has to be part of the details. I think that's mandatory. I think just Ohio stories, period. <laughs> something like that, for sure. That fucking Loveland frog, man. They unloaded on that motherfucker. He was just crossing the road. <laughs> he was trying to wave his wand around with his friends. Like doing magic. <laughs> so that's Octo Man. It's a cool one. Yeah. Maybe the coolest of the artwork. I like it the might Octo be. Man. That and the, the Boo Hag are my two favorites. Artwork. I'm with you. The squonk just makes me want to cry. It's really sad. Well, it's sad. You just want to like cuddle it. Yeah. Like, it's all right, squonk. It's all right. Come, come into bed with me, squonk. You certainly are ugly, but that's okay. It's charming. <laughs> so earlier, when I was talking about um, the the cryptid, the Popelik monster from Kentucky, and then we got reports from Maryland and Texas, I may have incidentally at one point called it Donkey Man. I meant Goat Man. We have Donkey Lady we're about to discuss. Goat Man is the one that we got requests from Kentucky, Maryland, and Texas. And that one, Goat Man, could maybe be its own episode one day, mm. maybe on Patreon or something. So, anyways, apologies. I think I said Donkey Man. Thanks for a clarification, Mike. Yeah. Is that the one we were talking about where all the women were fucking the goat man? Yes. At the beginning of the show? Yes, because then I made the joke about donkey dicks because I was thinking yeah. donkey man. So, okay. Yeah. I don't remember what I said, but it is, it's goat man, not donkey man. You play all those goat boy clips from uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Brewer and yeah. Line. That was <laughs> so good. <laughs> all right. So, let's get into the donkey lady. This picture is absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out of San Antonio, Texas. Um, this is a legend about a woman that is part donkey. It's said she likes to hide out under a mysterious country bridge. Old Applewhite Bridge is about a half an hour's drive south from downtown San Antonio. There you will find the bridge is locally known as Donkey Lady Bridge. Oh, of course it is. Mm. Not to be confused with Donkey Punch Bridge, <laughs> which is in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> Legends about the Donkey Lady's origins vary widely. Even how she's been, how long she's been around is not agreed upon. Her story dates back at least to the 1950s, but it could be even as early as far, even earlier as far back as the 1800s. Some say she was disfigured in a horrible fire started by her husband. Others speculate her soul merged with that of the, her domesticated donkey when they were drowned together. Some of these stories, like I didn't get, I didn't put the details in, but like her husband got mad at her. So he set their house on fire with her, the donkey and all of their kids in the house. And she managed to be the only one that survived, mm. um, you know, coming out, but like had, uh, was so disfigured that she looked like a donkey. Um, the, the, the second yes. one where she, the donkey bit someone, and so they decided to kill the donkey and then threw her in the river with it, and they both drowned, and that's when they merged. Like, it's it's a real, like, mm. it's too sad for a cryptid story, in my opinion. Yeah. Anyways. The squonk gives it two thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, though many of the details about the donkey lady are not agreed upon, they all hold that the, do all hold that the donkey lady haunts the area around Elm Creek, going after anyone who dares to cross. Most accounts say that if you honk your horn, she may come looking for you. Some people have claimed to hear her howling and wailing as they drove by. 
Others have warned that if you drive over the bridge, don't be surprised to find damage to your car in the form of claw, claw marks on the hood, a cracked windshield, or even blood. Some visitors to the bridge claim to have spotted a person with a donkey's face. Others report finding hoof-like indentations on their car. Many claim to hear the sound of rushing hooves. The folklore of the donkey lady and the bridge have become a tourist attraction for those in the area. I'd like to go to that. That would be kind of cool. Fuck yeah. Go at night? Absolutely. We'll take Ian's car. <laughs> I want any hoof prints on my car. No, that'd be not fun. <laughs> Nowadays, San Antonians up for a good Halloween scare no longer have to drive to an old creepy bridge at night to hear the legendary donkey lady. Each year from midnight on October 31st through November 6th, they only have to call a local number. On those nights, a, a new 45-second message awaits callers to the Donkey Lady hotline. Her story unfolds in a series of segments uh. as she reflects on present-day San Antonio. And probably, like, depending on who paid for it, drops, like, who you should vote for in the local election. That's right. <laughs> Hello, Donkey Lady. Uh, Mrs. Hildebrand calling the hotline. Do you know Mike Dallapod? I'm trying to get him to fuck me at the bank vault. Maybe Mrs. Hildebrand should set up a phone line where she uh, does recorded messages for callers. Mm. Kind of cool. That might be all right. Hello, thank you for calling the Mrs. Hildebrand phone line. <laughs> thank you, you've called the bank. <laughs> Operators are standing by. Press one for English. <laughs> and there's no other option, just one for English. <laughs> Mrs. Hildebrandt's a bit of a xenophobe. She's like, if you don't speak English, you can hang up now. Uh, so to close out, I did find a, a quick, cool story about Donkey Lady. So let's read this one. <clears throat> the tales that I have on the Donkey Lady are not directly related to me. However, they were relayed to me through friends in high school. These are people I've known all my life and have no reason not to believe them. One night in late 1987, while at my best friend's house, four fellow companions showed up. Bored and looking for something to do, we suggested they visit the Donkey Lady Bridge. The locale was only a short drive from the, the house. They agreed and were soon driving out of sight. About six hours later, their vehicle returned to our driveway with only one occupant. Assuming he had taken the girls home and was ready to party in San Antonio, we went out anxious to greet him. What we found at the car was something I'll never forget. The windshield was busted, the front dented, and there was what appeared to be blood all over the hood. We immediately ran to the driver's door to see if John, it's not his actual name, was all right. He was just sitting there staring at the windshield with a blank expression on his face. After several minutes of consistent badgering, we finally got him to talk. He told us that he and his friends, Lisa, Terry, and Jill, had arrived at the bridge. They began to honk their horn and call for the donkey. According to legend, this is how you were supposed to get her attention. After about 15 minutes of not seeing anything, they decided to go into the woods and look for her themselves. What happened next was truly unbelievable. And if I hadn't known John all my life and seen the car, I would not have believed it myself. While walking in the woods, John said he got the feeling they were being watched. He immediately stopped and told everyone to be quiet. Looking around and evaluating the situation, he discovered in the distance what appeared to be two eyes staring at them. These eyes seemed to be reflecting from the moonlight and were of a color that he said was indescribable. The girls immediately panicked and began to run back to the car. John was quick to follow. 
and soon after he turned away, there was a horrible scream from the direction of the eyes. He described it as almost being a cry from an intelligent animal. Too afraid to turn around, he picked up his pace as he ran to the car. When he got there, the girls were already inside screaming at him to get in and leave. As he was trying to find his keys, he heard the sounds of what seemed to be a horse running in their direction. Starting the car, he slammed it in the gear and put the pedal to the floor. Suddenly, a figure appeared in the road in front of them. Too afraid to stop, John collided with the figure. It hit the hood of the car and rolled over the roof. Looking in his rearview mirror, he said he thought the figure got up and continued to pursue them. This is a five-year-old kid. <laughs> Just hiking with his family. <laughs> After hearing this and seeing the condition of the car, my friend and I felt this deserved a second look. John told us that he would never return to that bridge again, but if we wanted to risk our lives, to go right ahead. Grabbing two flashlights and a pair of shotguns, that was the biggest weapon Steve's father had, we jumped in my pickup and made the way to the bridge, made our way to the bridge. As we drove closer, we slowed down and turned on the many off-road lights my truck had. Oh, fancy pants. Many off-road lights. No, aren't you lights. cool? Huh? Mm, small dick energy. <laughs> These lit the road and the woods to the side of us as if it were daytime, giving us an outstanding view of the bridge as we approached. The first thing we noticed as the bridge drew close was the large amount of blood on the road. However, this was the only evidence we could find of the incident described by John. Upon our investigation of the woods on foot, we discovered what seemed to be several tracks of a small horse leading to unshod, which means I had to look that up. There was like no um, um, horseshoes on it. Oh, Raw dog in that. Barefoot, <laughs> you might say. Barefoot horses. Barefoot horses. <laughs> leading to the road. After several hours of looking and not finding anything, we returned to the house. By this time, John had already found his way home, and we laid in bed too excited to sleep. Mm. We jerked each other off <laughs> until we fell asleep. It's a donkey lady, donkey lady, donkey lady. The idea of the donkey lady, to me, is the second creepiest thing that we did behind the boo hag tonight. But it's also ridiculous. Like, yeah, they're probably it's Texas. There's probably yeah. horse hooves everywhere. <laughs> they, do they even have cars in Texas? You don't you just ride horses everywhere and you wear spurs and chaps? Smoke, and, smoke Marlboro. Yeah, and you wear cowboy thought, hats. Yeah. You wear those 10-gallon cowboy hats. Is the implication that something happened to the girls or that he took them home? I thought the implication was he just took them home. Okay. I don't think. Didn't really say. You would that think they, sense, would, they, would go, they would have mentioned that, yeah. He didn't sacrifice them to the donkey lady <laughs> down the road or something. Would have been smart if he did. I would have been. <laughs> so that's donkey lady <laughs> look you go looking for trouble sometimes you're gonna find it fuck around and find out nothing good happens at midnight she just stayed home yeah had to force them with those uh young ladies instead of been out in the woods looking for donkey lady yeah give them donkey dick instead of donkey lady <laughs> dick them down <laughs> I said that because I think it's the most ridiculous thing to dick them down. I'm not even sure what that means. I'm, I'm literally. I gotta pull talking. that for the soundboard. Mike saying, "Dick them down, dick them down." Oh god! I gotta write that down. He's writing a lot down tonight. Dick them down. <laughs> what time are we on? I got time to stand this. It's the donkey lady story. It's easy. All right, so that's our listener-submitted cryptids. 
Good stuff. Some uh, some real good ones. We laughed. We cried. We shook with fear, and then we laughed again. That uh, <laughs> pretty covers <laughs> pretty much covers the range of emotions that I felt. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy these. I don't know. We have a whole bunch of ones sitting in our uh, in a folder. So if we want to revisit this, we could do it again. I think probably an accurate histories of how these things evolved over the years is probably way more interesting than the actual <laughs> description of the cryptid yeah. itself. Like figuring out the yeah. origin story for all these is probably really cool. Like why does the hodag like to eat white bulldogs? Like where did that yeah, like come who from? added that little tidbit in? Yeah. Like, uh, this is a good story, but uh, I think he likes white bulldogs. <laughs> And that's exactly it. Like, how do you find that history of something? It's it's somebody who at one point said something, and now that becomes the history. Yeah, and it's more or less verbal history, right? Yeah. We're not talking about things that were written down and passed down. They're verbal stories passed down through the generations. Right. Really cool. I love this sort of thing. Yeah, hopefully people enjoyed it. If you did, let us know. Maybe we'll revisit it. We'll do it like a missing 411 type thing where every now and then you'll just get like a random part two, part three. I like to hear some from out west. Is there any California cryptids or I'm sure there desert is. cryptids? Like I said, the Montana, things like that. The first time I went with which what we just got a ton of uh-huh. or or more so, more of. But next time, you know, I'll do like a I'll do a deep look into them and be like, oh, that one's real cool. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Or get some out of the United States. Yeah, this was all just Scot- U.S. Scottish cryptids. Yeah. And I know we do have a few of those. I just, mm-hmm. you know, if there was only one request for it and on this one, it didn't make the cut. Yeah. Super cool. But yeah. Maybe the next one could be like an all overseas one outside the U.S. Yeah. If we have enough, I'll have to look. They're probably even crazier. I'm sure. What was the one? The, um. Have you ever seen those Krampus parades, man? Those people know how to fucking get down over there. The, the grave digging one. Um, was it? Is it in Iraq? Oh, uh, Jen. Jen, that one's fucking Fuck yeah, terrifying. Dude. That video is one of the coolest things yeah. ever. If you don't know that that's fake, that video is fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah the first time I watched that video, I'm like, God <laughs> damn, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jen are really creepy. So, all right. Um, anything else on the cryptids? No, good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Super cool. Thank you to those who uh, submitted for this episode. Um, Before we get into closing out, um, we have some pictures to give away. Ian, what is this about? My dad was doing some artwork. Uh, He was doing some cryptid artwork. And um, so he he has a set of um, 14 um, pictures in total. And there's like a, there's a bonus one that involves a raccoon uh, and a pineapple pizza. <laughs> so, but he, yeah, so he he got a uh, really high art grade printer that he's been messing around with. So mm. he's got a set of them. He's going to give them away. Wow, that's cool. A set. So it's a set of fifteen photos, essentially fourteen like cryptids plus the raccoon. Correct. All right. Um, and he wants. We're going to give them away as a set. That's what he he wants to do. So we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do this. Much like we developed earlier, the Medina, what do we call it? The Medina Monster. Medina Monster. Medina Monster. Submit to us <laughs> your own made up cryptid. It could be terrifying. It could be funny. It could be a squonk like sad. Whatever you want. 
email your description of it to us at inquiries at Necronomapod, and we will decide which one we like the best and pick one winner and send you these photos, a set of 15 total. Inquiries at Necronomapod.com. If, uh, if you decide to include a photo with it, that, you know, hand-drawn, obviously, because you're making this thing up, that's all right, too. You've seen my drawings. It's not very good. We're not going to judge you, but that would be cool to see. Uh, we reserve the right to keep anything you send us and use it for uh, merchandise. <laughs> whatever we want. Yeah, whatever we want to do with it. <laughs> but, yeah, make up your own cryptid. It could be creepy. It could be funny. I don't know. Humor us. And we'll pick the best one, and you get this set of, uh, we'll send you the set of 15 uh, photographs that... Uh, Sounds great. Father Ian Namapod <laughs> created. Inquiries at Necronomapod.com. And let's say, uh, when do we want to do that by? When does this episode come out? Tomorrow. <laughs> this episode comes out on the 27th. I don't know. How long should we wait? Give people some time? Two weeks. Two weeks? No. That's fine with me. All right. Give a, you get till September 10th. Don't fuck up. Don't send anything <laughs> late. <laughs> delete it right away. September 10th. You got two weeks. Um... And you'll get those photographs. All right, Dave, what do you got? I got some new patrons here. Thank you to new patrons. Chris Dolmuth is bad. I don't know what Chris did, but uh, mm. he's bad. Uh, Sorry. Quit fucking up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Wayne Knopf. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> Sheila Dick in her mouth. It's already happening tonight. <laughs> Shit's popping off. <laughs> Marina Rogers, Captain Plugger Hole, <laughs> Telchi Combs of the Seaman Fleet. Jesus. Anna, Bennett Weitzel, Michael Oshevsky, Anna, Kitty Moosly, Aiden P.F. I found the clit. It was on the Hawaiian pizza the whole time. I don't uh, want it then. I don't even <laughs> fucking want it. You keep that shit. Alex Davis, Victor Van Heck, Muckbanging Mike's Man Juice. Oh, I'd like a good muckbang. <laughs> you, you, you do not have the right to muckbang my man juice. Well, mate, we'll talk. Casey Brooks, Craig, Gina Wesley, A.A. Ron finally fucking subscribed. Okay. Welcome aboard. Jake S., Dumanots Fitting Ya. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's only little in your hand. Fuck jaw rule. Wait a minute. We're not doing that. Be talking shit like this, or we're, we're gonna get a. It's murder. That's what's gonna happen, pal. <laughs> Kristen Spiegel, Taryn, Tommy Salami, Kathy Anderson, Kelly Dawn McNamara, Alicia Ritter. Ashley Scoggins, Brooke Robbins, CFC Jack, Taylor Fife, Spencer Pohl, Kara Doobie, The Grudge, The Dirge, Butt Muncher 69. <laughs> a lot of patrons tonight. <laughs> Dalton French, Chill Hop, Chelsea J, Musty Moot, Annie Belinsky, Wolf King, Nicole Bertrand, Colin Miller. Dave Morrison, Jen Barker, Nick Dominguez, Ryan Lovellier, 
and RJ105. RJ105. Thank you so much, new patrons. Ian, what do you got for us? For iTunes, I have one for Brutally Blonde Wife, Gothic Girl, Mile High, 303 FU, John One, Wicked One, 342, Jen Beck, Shy Che, Elite Dog, Brash Easily, Mina Hyena, VCJW, and Jana Wag. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews. Dave, you got anything else? I have one international shout out. Uh, Angel Family 2022 from Great Britain. Thank you for the kind international review. All right. I have a couple of additional shout outs tonight. Uh Some people sent us some cool stuff in the mail. First up, we have Easton Hawk Illustration sent us these really super cool cryptid prints that he did, which are going to get framed and put up in the in the studio here. Super cool. One of which was the indescribable Octoman. Indescribable, and yet he described he it. He describes it. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> nope. There's only fucking oh. four of them. That thing. Yep. That's that's cool. That's really. Indescribable Octoman. That's when they thought it could be a car accident victim, right? Yeah, right. In the mud. Yeah. Well, a car accident victim would have a lopsided chest, right? Got caved in. It's possible. It's possible. Eye hanging down makes it look like you have multiple eyes. It's possible. It falls within the realm of possibility. Can't rule it out. All right. So look up uh, Easton Hawk illustrations. He's got these cool cryptid prints. Super cool. Uh, Henry and April sent us a variety of Wisconsin beer. They sent us a six-pack from Wisconsin. Unfortunately, you did not pack that in the all, or did not pack that all the way well. (laughs) The post office threw that around a bit, so uh, four of them survived. But thank you so much. Thank you. We haven't tapped into those yet, Mm -hmm. but maybe here on the next next show. And uh, Michael sent us some beer from Germany. That we are currently drinking right now. We got that one going. What does that say on there, Mike? Hell? Hell. That's blue Some and hell beer. Yellow and blue. It's 5%. He sent us three of those. Two of them survived. It's, uh, it kind of tastes like a, like to me, it tastes like a light beer similar to Miller Lite. You say it, it's not quite, you don't taste the Miller Lite. No. But I, I quite enjoy it. I'm going to, I think we, Dave and I split the first one. I might it's, it's pop pretty, open that second good. one. So all the way from Germany. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Too kind. All right. You guys, anything else? I do not. No, I'm good. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok at Necronomapod, patreon.com slash Necronomapod, Necronomapod.com for stickers. Still on sale, Dave? Nope. No. <laughs> Sales over. <laughs> Was not a two month sale. Nope. And uh, but we still have stickers there available, and then Amazon.com search Necronomapod for all of our merch. Labor Day is coming up, though. Maybe we'll have another sale. Are <laughs> <laughs> you hardworking people out there? And that might last through uh, Black Friday, and then we're in That's the right. holiday season. That's so right. <laughs> our twenty four seven three sixty five sale. <laughs> all right. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Like I said, let us know because we have uh, plenty more cryptids. We could probably do more uh, episodes on this on these. All right, you guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers.